Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, welcome to another episode of The Scriptures Become Real. Again, a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves uh, for the Lord as we continue to serve. Today's episode, when the scriptures become real, we have a special episode for our, our women and our, our young ladies that are listening, and I hope this can help you, um, especially if you want to become a, a Christian wife and a, a very supportive wife of, of your husband. We want to talk about women, the superpower that you hold. When you talk about superpower, what do you mean a superpower? You know, I think women have a, a special power that men don't have. You know, women aren't um, as brutally strong or naturally brutally strong as men. Um, but you guys have a power that I believe is stronger than that brute strength that we have. And you all, as women, have the power of influence. You know, throughout history, you can see women behind strong men that made them think that they were stronger and made them do evil things. But also throughout history, you see women behind, I guess, weaker men physically, but they made them believe that they can do great things for good. But both have the power of influence. And that's what we want to talk about today. Women, the superpower that you hold. And we're going to look at some examples, especially in scripture, of some women that had bad influences on their husband, but also the kind of woman that has the right type of influence. And we're going to kind of compare and see that and also compare your job, women, and when you become wives, Lord willing, to the same job that Christ had. And that's going to be really good, too. So we'll get into that later. But before we get started, we want to look at kind of what a woman can do, kind of to preface this whole thing. So again, remember we opened up as saying that women can have a strong influence, whether good or bad. <clears throat> again, if you have your Bibles, again, we're going to, if you haven't listened to this podcast, you know that we use the scripture and not personal examples or things like that to help prove our points here. Okay, so open up your Bibles, pull out your phones, pull out your tablet, do what you got to do uh, so we can look at the scripture together. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. And here we have Solomon here talking uh, to his son and basically telling him in the previous chapters about the kingly duties that he has, but also put on the kingly duties on the inside, put on the ornaments, put on the the great crowns of, of wisdom. Do that stuff on the inside too. Don't just be a king on the outside. Be a king on the inside. And here in Proverbs chapter 6, He's talking about watch these type of women. You don't need to be involved uh, with these type of women. But here in Proverbs 6, 26, I want you to notice what he says the evil woman's influence will do to you as a man. Verse verse 26, the Bible says this. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for that precious life. You know, it's it's sad to say, <clears throat> but there's some women out there that hunt for good guys, that hunt for guys in general, and they will bring them down to a piece of bread. 
you know, you ever see the, other than eating it, what else is the use of bread? It's really not used for anything else. Most times when you think about it, you know, it's thrown on the ground, you step on it. It, it doesn't take much to break bread. But a woman can take a man that is mighty. A woman to, can take a good man and bring him so low that she can crumple him up in his hand, in her hand like a piece of bread. That's the power that you women have. You women have that power of influence. But also on the flip side, <clears throat> you guys have the power to do good things too. If you go stay in Proverbs, but if you jump all the way to the last chapter of chapter 31, and you look at verse 12, and we're going to get into her later, talking about the virtuous woman. But here in Proverbs 31, 12, notice the difference between this woman and the one we just read in Proverbs chapter 6. If you start in verse 12, it says, And she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, the great thing about Solomon when he writes Proverbs is he always gives us a choice. What type of woman do you want to be with? Do you want to be with this one who will bring you down to a piece of bread? Or do you want to be with this one who is going to do you good all the days of her life? Women, you guys have a great, great, great superpower. And let's, let's get into our text here. Let's start off with our, our first example today. If you take your Bible, let's go to uh, Judges chapter 16. <clears throat> Judges chapter 16. And, you know, you think about today, you know, people talk about power couples. You know, sometimes even today, I don't know if they do it now, but, you know, they used to give couples, you know, one name because they were so popular and they were so known. You know, here in the scripture, you have Samson. But when you think about Samson, you always have to think about Delilah. She's always right there in the story. And so here, if we start in Judges chapter 16, I want you to notice the characteristics of the influences of a bad woman. And we're going to break this down, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's go to Judges chapter 16. And what we want to do, we'll start in chapter, um, we'll start in verse number 6. Now I want you to notice, here's a couple attributes of what a woman of evil influence will do. Starting in verse 6. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, where thy great strength lies, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven green withs that were never dry, then I shall be weak and be brought down as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought her seven green withs, which has not been dried, and bound him. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee. And he brake the withs, and he thread the toe is broken, which it touches the fire, so the strength was not known. And Samson, or and Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me, and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. The first attribute of a woman of bad influence for a man is that she always is trying to find out where his strength lies. Notice Delilah asking all these questions, asking all these questions, asking all these questions over and over and over. And then after she asks these questions, then she goes in and actually does what she told Samson, right? 
but I want you to notice we're going to keep going, and I want you to see the pattern of what Delilah is going to do. Then in verse 10, notice she said, And Sansa, behold, thou hast mocked me. One thing a, a woman of evil influence will do, she will start building a tower of guilt. She'll start making the man feel guilty for hurting her. She will try to make the man feel guilty for not being the man that he needs to be for her and for her needs and for her agenda. Notice, Delilah does the same exact thing to Samson. Samson, you mocked me. Samson, you told me lies. I can't trust you. Now, therefore, I pray thee, tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. Verse 11. He said, if you buy me with new ropes that were never occupied, I shall be weakened as another man. <clears throat> and then she does it in verse 12. I'm just going to skip for time's sake. And in verse 13, and Samson said to Delilah, thou hast mocked me. Look, notice how she keeps on blaming Samson. You mocked me. You said all this stuff to me. I can't trust you. You're not telling me the truth. Notice, if you start in verse 15. This is the last part of what a woman of evil influence will do. And she said unto him, How can you say that I love you? That's the last and that's the final blow that a woman of evil influence will do. They see that a, that a man is strong enough to withstand her wiles. A man is strong enough to withstand what she offers. But the last blow. That she'll try to make the man fall. You don't really love me then. And so she technically really gives him an ultimatum. If you don't tell me what I want to know. Then I'll leave and I'll do whatever I want to do. You notice she guilt trips him. And she blackmails him emotionally. To try to get him to think. Well I don't want to lose her. So I guess I'll just do what she says. That's evil. Notice, how can you say I love you and your heart is not with me? Oh, well, I guess you really don't love me. I guess you really don't care about me. You see what Delilah does there? And the next thing you know, throughout the rest of the chapter, we all know the story. Samson's trapped because of what Delilah did. Women, your influence on a man is so powerful. That it can make a man go to a piece of bread or it can elevate him to a level that he didn't even believe he could go to. And I know you, you Christian girls out there, I know that most of you or if not all of you want to have a great marriage. All of you want to be in a marriage with a, with a great Christian guy, whether he's a preacher, whether he's an elder, whether he's a great member, just a great guy in general. You all want that. But you have a part to play too. You can either be like this man and work on your own agenda and what you want. Or from the day that you meet this guy, you can do him good all the days of his life. Because you're different. And you use your power differently. I want you to notice something. If you go to Genesis 16, I want to look at this example. Genesis 16. And this woman is not necessarily evil. In terms of her whole body of work. But this instance wasn't her best shining point, if you'll say. Here we have Abraham, or Abram at this time, and Sarai. Now remember in the previous chapters, in, verse, in chapter 13 and 14, 
And even in chapter 12, God promised Abram that this promise is going to come through you and it's going to come through your loins. Right? And it's going to come through Sarah. It's going to come through Sarah. But I want you to notice, because of her impatience and because she didn't get what she wanted when she wanted it, notice she tries to manipulate the situation. Let's start in verse 1 of chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. Apparently, you got to think about this too. We don't really think about it. But after that promise was made to Abram in chapter 12, don't you think he went home and told his wife? Why would he keep that to himself? God said, we're going to have a son and look at the stars. He probably brought her out that next night. Look at the stars. Our descendants are going to be just like the stars. And the sand is going to be just like it. We won't be able to count. And notice, Sarah gets excited about it. I'm finally going to have a child. This is going to, this is going to be great. But after a while, the promise doesn't come. And she bared no children. And notice, she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee. Go into my handmaid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. Question. Did God say it may be or did God say it will? Last time I read my Bible said it will come through your loins. But notice Sarah uses her impatience and she uses her influence for evil. Abram, why don't you go and sleep with my handmaid, Hagar? It may be that the promise may come through her and not me. It wasn't Abram's idea. It was Sarah's. She used her power of influence to get him to do what she wanted to do. You see the, the evil that you guys potentially can possess? And women like this, even today, they know what they're doing. They dress a certain way. They'll talk to guys in a certain way. And they'll make people do exactly what they want them to do just for how long and then let them go. That's what they're good at. And that's what these women did in scripture. But I know you guys don't want to be that. But we have to study that just so we know that that's not the women that you all want to be. But I know you all want to be the right type of woman. So let's look at the good types. Now, Remember earlier we said we were going to compare a good woman in Christ. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And here, this is one of the best examples that I've ever heard about the role of women. You know, women today, and this is sad that this has even crept into the church. Women today have had a, a very strong opinion on being independent, on showing that they can do it things better than men can do it, that they can do things on their own, that they don't need a man to do things, that they're, they're their own woman, right? This whole movement has been going on for so long. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But we have to understand that in the scripture, there's always order. Even if you don't like it, there's always order. And here's the example. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and you have God the Spirit. All three, the Trinity, the Godhead. All three equal, but three separate entities. Now, I want you to keep that in mind as we read 
Philippians chapter 2. And let's start actually in verse uh, number 6. Actually, start in verse 5. Now let this mind, what mind? The mind that we're about to read up, the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Was Christ God? Yes. Was God the Father God? Yes. Were they equal? Yes. Here's the image that that the writer's writing here. But notice, let's keep going. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of a man, he, who the same guy who was equal with God, humbled himself and became obedient. In Ephesians chapter 5, starting around verse 25, it talks about husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. The order of the household, in terms of scripture, the husband is the hupotasso, the band, around the house. He is the band. He protects the household. He's the head. Then you have the woman and the children. Notice, women. People think this word is so bad today. Submission. What do I look like submitting to a man? I'm smarter than he is. What do I look like submitting to what he has to say? I can make my own decisions. I'm smarter than you. I have this degree. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I've done this with my life. What do I look like listening to you? I'm going to do my own thing. That's the mind of some women today. But notice, Christ, women, gave you guys the perfect example of how to serve. And the great thing about you women learning right now, no matter what age you are, you learning to submit, you are learning to be just like Christ. Because the husband, as God was the head, is the head of the household. And yes, women, and I believe this, I believe you guys are smarter than we are. You guys learn things faster. You guys develop faster. You guys have a lot of great qualities that we don't have. But for some reason, God put that man be the head. And because women, you are equal with us. But it takes a a special woman to humble herself just like Christ did. And to submit and be obedient to the head. It takes a special type of woman to do that. But can you do that? Will you be able to do that? That's the type of woman, being honest with you, that's the type of woman that guys like myself are looking for. We're not attracted to women who think they can do everything on their own. We're not attracted to women that have this type of brute attitude. We're not attracted to, but we're not also attracted to someone who's weak and feeble and want a Lord. That's not what we're attracted to either. But all we're saying is we're attracted to women who want to live like 
Christ and pattern her life after him. That's the perfect example. When you submit under Christ, and I think I got that hupotasso uh, verse wrong. I think that, that compares Christ and the church. I'll look that one up later. But you guys put yourself in the place of Christ. And that's one of the most amazing things that a woman can do. And here's how you can use your power of influence for good. If you notice Jezebel, and if you notice uh, Delilah, they did everything that they did in order to promote themselves. They did everything they did in order to get what they personally wanted. But a woman of good influence, notice she is only worried about serving and helping you. Notice this. Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. Let's go and we'll end it here. Proverbs 31. And I want you to notice some of the attributes of this good woman here. From verse 13 all the way down to verse uh, number 16. It talks about her buying things for the family. Considering the fields. Doing things for the household. She's serving. Then verse 17, she goes to the Lord with strength, and she strengthened her arms. She's, she's willing to work and to serve. She's not afraid of snow for her household, and all her household are clothed with scarlet. She's serving the household. She makes fine linen, and she sells it, and she delivers girdles to the merchants. Verse 24, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Notice all the differences between this woman and the woman that we just talked about. A woman of God, a woman of good influence, will always try to find a way to help her man become better, a better servant of God. Isn't that amazing? That's a grave responsibility that you women have. You know, I was I was watching uh, Smallville the other day. It was it's a show about Superman back back in the day. And one of the great things about Clark Kent was you can't think about Clark Kent without thinking about Lois Lane. You know, there's great couples in history, and even in that fantasy, there's great couples. But Lois Lane made Clark Kent and made him believe that he can be something bigger than what he thought he could be. He became Superman and she became his superwoman. That's the great thing about what you guys can do for us. God and this world, as man has given us burdens and responsibilities that we have to shoulder. It's not easy to shoulder the responsibility of a household. It's not easy to shoulder the responsibility of a father. It's not easy to shoulder the responsibility of a husband. It's not easy to shoulder the responsibility of an elder, of a deacon, of a preacher. It's not easy to shoulder those things. And sometimes as guys, that, re that responsibility and that burden gets so heavy sometimes that we feel like we can't go on. We feel like we can't do it. We feel like we're not worthy to do it sometimes. 
But you know the encouraging word of a faithful wife, the encouraging word of a girlfriend, the encouraging word of a special friend can make us soar to new heights that we didn't even think we could even achieve because somebody believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. You know how amazing that power that you have is. It's it's wonderful. But you have to want to do that. You have to want to be like this Proverbs 31 woman and use your superpower for good. You can elevate us to a certain level. And not and I'm not talking about just flattering him. Oh, you're great. You're great. You're going to do this. Not that. But I mean truly believing in the man. Believing in his abilities. Believing in his leadership. Believing in his decisions. No matter if you agree with it or not. Believing in his servitude to God. That makes us Superman. But we need that support from a woman. We need that. Because those burdens that this world offers for us is so heavy. And sometimes we can't carry that by ourselves. Women, we need you. We need good women. We need women in Proverbs 31. So that we can be that type of guy. Well, some of you women might say, well, Jordan, you don't know the type of girl I used to be. You don't know, you know, what's going on. You don't know. Any girl can be this Proverbs 31 woman. Woman. Any girl can do that. You know, a wise man once said that darkness and evil can enter into us if we stick too much in the past and think too much of who we used to be. But that darkness and that evil can also stay with us if we're so afraid of the responsibilities of the future. He said, the way that you become great women, the way that you become great men, is to do what's right today, and then do it again tomorrow, and then do it again the next day. And the next thing you know, the, the future that you were afraid of You've been building it day by day by day by day. I don't know what some of you guys have done in the past. I don't know what some of you women have done in the past. But you have to believe you can develop into this woman if you're not that girl yet. You have to want to develop it. And you can develop it. And guess what? Women can do that. If you look at Titus chapter 2. Older women are to teach the younger, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to love their own husbands. Older women, if you're listening, you have a responsibility to the younger generation. Teach them about how to do those things. Teach them how to be superwoman for their superman. Teach them how to do that. Because that's not natural. You have to teach that. Women, older women, be willing to teach the younger. So that when they become older, they can do the same thing. Women, the superpower that you hold, you can bring us to new heights. And in bringing us to new heights, you can help to lift the church to new heights. You can help bring the name of Christ to new heights if you have a great influence. Or because of your selfish needs, because of saying, I want what I want. You can bring a good man, you can bring a strong man down to a piece of bread. Don't be that woman.
be the type that will elevate your man and help him to become the best version of himself. And you know the thing reciprocates. When you help him and when you serve him and when he goes to new heights, he will recognize that and he will want to give you the world because somebody believed in him enough to help him get from here to here. And that someone is you. And he's going to help you. Continue to grow. And continue to be this faithful woman in Proverbs chapter 31. Hope you all enjoyed that study as I did. Uh, that's just a wonderful thing. And these women are so rare to find in the church today. But develop into that rarity. Be that type of woman for a minute. For, for God first and then for this man. You will be so happy that you've developed it. Start today. Continue to be the woman that God wants you to be. You will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. And then the church, which is made up of families, will be blessed. Also, continue to like and subscribe on YouTube. Also, like and subscribe on iTunes. And you can look up this podcast also on Twitter. Also, you can DM me on Twitter if you have any uh, type of topics that you want to listen to. Continue to like and share. And we're going to continue to grow together and continue to grow our faith as we continue to serve the Lord. Thank you.